0: Hello and welcome to the EV Life Podcast, where we're keeping you up to speed on all things EV. I'm your host, Crystal Maharaj, and today I'm joined by... It's Alison Bench, the producer of EV Life. Thanks for joining us again. So do you want to tell our audience a little bit about what today's episode is going to be about? Yeah.
1: So, you know, as we're talking about EVs and how Albertans need to be kind of thinking about them and looking to the future and what our roads are going to look like, a big thing is, you know, buying an EV. <laughs> yes.
0: Purchasing purchasing um, an EV and, and also looking at... Other vehicles that aren't cars that are also EVs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's
1: something, obviously, when you think of an EV, you think about... Uh, like a, a vehicle for the road like a truck a or passenger a car, vehicle yeah, like something you're going to take to work or take the family around uh, shopping on the weekend but uh and so of course we do we're going to be talking to go auto and they're kind of more of a traditional type dealership that will be giving you kind of your standard passenger vehicles but then um in Edmonton there's also a dealership that is looking into motorcycles and also eyeing like you know recreational vehicles I don't. I don't don't think they have any yet, but
0: I know that that's coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was a great conversation. So we spoke to Chad Lees, who's a sales associate and Chris Parsons, who is the corporate power sports division manager of Martin Motorsports. And they joined us to talk about zero motorcycles. So, just these motorcycles that are fully electric. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. And it was really interesting to me because a lot of the things that they said about the motorcycles and how people react to them is very similar yeah. to how people who first drive an EV react. And so it's really exciting that, you know, that community, um, the motorcycle community can also access an electric option.
0: Yeah. So. That conversation is coming up, and it's a great insight into looking at other vehicles that are electric and then, you know, what's to come for recreational vehicle use. And right now, we'll be talking to Phil Abrams, who's the president of Go Autos. So Allison kind of talked a little bit about um, what that interview will be like. But
1: yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to get into kind of how it is for consumers. Like if you're right now thinking about buying an EV, like what kind of do you have to think about with supply?
0: Right. Because it's a big concern for people is the long wait times, right? Like I know even like a year ago, people were waiting for, they were putting themselves down on a wait list for two years. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Phil is going to share a little bit about what the situation is like now in Alberta when, if you're looking to buy an EV right away.
1: Mm -hmm. And we'll also touch on kind of, um, the government mandates that are coming and how dealerships are preparing for those and making sure they're ready to answer all all the questions that people
0: shopping for a new vehicle have and now let's listen to that interview with Phil Abram the president of Go Auto so how has how long has Go Auto been involved in the EV market and how have you seen consumer interest grow since you've been working there
2: uh, I mean, well, EVs have kind of been around for quite some time, um, but really, I mean, only mainstream in the last five years or so kind of when Tesla really came on board. Before that, we've had everything from, you know, I mean, hybrids, and, and they've existed for a long, long time. Um, I mean, I think Toyota had their first um, kind of hybrid electric car. The Prius was came out in 1997, so... Technology has been there for um, for a while. Um, I think mainly just adoption has been really slow and, and we've really seen it pick up over the last three or four years especially.
0: So what's the market like right now for those looking to buy an EV? Are people having to wait quite a while for vehicles or is supply and demand fairly consistent?
2: Um, I think for the last two, three years, it's been really, really tight to try and um, get any specific EVs. Um, but we have noticed in the last three to six months here, um, there is more supply coming. There are cars being readily available. That being said, though, if you are after something particular or a specific brand or uh, a type of car, um, it's always best to try and get your name in and order exactly what you want. And some of those can take anywhere from, you know, three months to two years, depending upon what model and trim and everything else you're after.
0: Are you able to share maybe some brands that are readily available?
2: Yeah, I think um, Ford has done a really, really wonderful job in the last couple of years of getting production ramped up and running. So they have mock um, es and lightnings have become um, more available in the marketplace than they previously were. Um, Audi, as a luxury brand, has a lot more out there and kind of on ground that you can go in and buy right now. And some of the other um, manufacturers that were, you know, a year or so behind that are still having a tough time catching up with kind of production and stuff out there.
0: So for someone who maybe is looking to buy an EV in the next few months, is the, like, are they just better off calling the dealerships and just asking like, hey, what do you have on hand or what can I get in the next four to six months? But it sounds like um, like Ford might be the best option for people looking to get one right away.
2: Yeah, it's it's up and down. And I mean, inventory kind of comes in waves still. I think um, post-COVID, logistics and supply have been really um, difficult I think, for almost every industry and, and auto's no exception. Um, but stuff does just show up in waves. At some points you'll have a hundred vehicles land for the month and some months you'll have 10 and it just really depends on when they can get you know stuff here and and depends on where they're built and what factories Mm -hmm. are doing and and what kind of issues they have um you know grabbing parts
0: as we all know the there are mandates coming from the government of canada around zero emission vehicle requirements how is go auto preparing its locations and employees for these changes
2: yeah I think there's been some pretty consistent um, exposure to these vehicles over the last two, three years, even when you weren't selling um, a bunch of them into the marketplace, but training started you know three or four years ago for our technicians just to understand new battery technology, electric motors, how the cars work, how they operate. And then also, you need to explain to all of our sales staff. You need to understand, you know, what they're about. What are the mileage ranges? What is different about an electric car versus the nice vehicle? So that's been ongoing for the last multiple years. And I think um, now that they're more prevalent, there's more vehicles showing up and more of a demand. Um, they've been able to uh, utilize that information better.
0: Right. So there's a, a lot of changes, right? Because the the cars are so different.
2: Yeah, there is a ton, and there's a a big investment on our part just to make sure that we're ready and we're prepared and um, we have everything that the clients need as they slowly transition from ICE vehicles to EVs.
0: Has Go Auto already began transitioning to accommodate electric vehicles?
2: Yeah, we've had to. Over the the last few years, there has been investments made both in in the properties in regards to chargers at um, almost um, half of our locations between Edmonton uh, and BC. And going on training for the last two to three years, just to understand the vehicles and be mm-hmm. comfortable and confident in replacing batteries and dealing with electric motors as well.
0: So what kind of questions are your frontline workers hearing from customers when they come in looking at EVs? Is there a top question that they get asked often?
2: Yeah, it's almost always about range. Um, and especially in Alberta, it becomes a question of range in the summer but also range in the winter. Um battery degradation in the cold is definitely a thing and it definitely impacts how far you can go. So that is that is probably the the first and foremost that anyone might ask.
0: Right. And are there questions that people should be asking when they're considering an EV? Yeah,
2: I think it's just more what what are the additional costs. I think um sometimes we forget that the the vehicles themselves come with basically what's a trickle charger. So you could plug it into the wall in your garage and it'll give you a few miles for every hour that it's charging, but doesn't doesn't necessarily give you enough to Um, get to a full charge overnight. So there is an upgrade that you do have to do. You do have to get an electrician in, you have to buy a different charger. Um, That'll make sure you kind of never get stranded out on the road when you're
0: driving. Right. So considering the cost that comes after you buy the vehicle as well. Yes. And are there top requested EVs or top selling EVs that uh, your dealerships have?
2: Yeah, I think right now anything that's in that um fifty to sixty thousand dollar range and and there's a ton of options out there from almost every manufacturer, both Kia, Hyundai, Nissan, yeah. Volkswagen. Um, and those would be the the most difficult to attain right now. There just isn't a lot of supply.
0: Is it because the demand is so high? Because they're they're more affordable.
2: That's right. That's exactly it.
0: Well, Phil, I've had such a great conversation with you. Thank you so much for talking to us and sharing this knowledge with our audience today.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for the call.
0: And that was my conversation with Phil Abram, the president of Go Auto. And now I'll be talking to Chris Parsons, the corporate power sports division manager, and Chad Lees, a sales associate at Martin Motorsports. And we'll be talking to them about Zero Motorcycle. Hi, Chad and Chris. Thank you for joining us on the EV Life podcast.
3: Hi, thanks. uh, Thanks for
4: having us. Yeah, thanks for having us.
3: Chad Lees with Martin Motorsports. I am a sales associate here. I've been with Martin for almost 19 years now, selling all of our fun Can-Am and Widescape toys and
4: Zero Motorcycles. And uh, yeah, I'm Chris Parsons. I am the Corporate Power Sports Division Manager for Martin Motorsports. So been with the company for almost 13 years now, and I'm in charge of uh, basically under the Martin Motorsports umbrella, anything that's uh, not in our Marine division. So all of the BRP products, Ski-Doo, Can-Am, Sea-Doo, uh, Zero Motorcycles as well.
0: So we're so excited to talk to you today because we've talked a lot about electric vehicles, but this is the first time we're going to be talking to a company that sells electric motorcycles. Um, So before we kind of get into the conversation, can you tell us a little bit about Martin Motorsports and the type of vehicles that your company offers?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So. Martin Motorsports has been in the business of creating adventures over the last 50 years. We represent brands such as Can-Am Off-Road, Can-Am On-Road, Ski-Do, sea Widescape, and Zero Motorcycles, which is what we're here to discuss about today.
0: Yeah, so you all obviously decided to delve into electric with the Zero Motorcycles. Can you maybe share a little bit about how that decision was made?
4: Yeah, I think in general here at Martin Motorsports, we really want to try and be leaders in the the space, in the power sports space. So the intention was really to try to be ahead of the curve. Uh, We know that the EV and the electric space is coming and we really wanted to be leaders in that space. Um, We we looked to see who was actually leaders in that space in the motorcycle community. And Zero being in business for over 13 years now making just electric motorcycles, mm-hmm. um, and we had a chance to look at the product. We really felt that the, the quality and their performance uh, really meshed well with who Martin Motorsports is. Um, and we really wanted to, like I said, learn that EV business to be leaders in Western Canada. So.
0: Yeah, I was surprised to hear that Zero Motorcycles w- has been around for so long. Can you tell us a little bit more about them? Like how many models, EV models do they offer for motorcycles and is it just motorcycles right now?
3: Yeah, so with the with the Zero Motorcycles, they they offer over 10 different bikes to choose from split up into two different styles of riding you've got your dual sport and then you've got your street bikes Um, so dual sports they've got a few different models um, such as the fx ds dsr and the dsrx Um, both like these bikes will be more kind of on-road and off-road and then they've also got their full-out street bikes fxs fxe s sr srf and srs um so they definitely give us a wide range of bikes for anybody that is looking to get out on the open road or the two wheel bike.
0: Yeah, 10 models that's you know that's a lot to choose from. So I'm again a little bit surprised because I'm only recently hearing about the electric motorcycles but it seems like they've been around for quite some while. But for our listeners who drive a uh, you know traditional ICE motorcycle, can you tell us the main difference between those and the zero motorcycles, or is it very similar?
4: Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that probably anyone who's even jumped in a EV automobile, it's that instant torque. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there, so performance-wise, always at your fingertips. The throttle response and how quiet they are would be the initial wow factor off that bike. You know, there's also that whole group of people on ice, traditional motorcycles, uh, kind of the We've all heard it, the Loud Pipe Save Lives group. Yeah. But riding a zero can make an argument directly against that. And now it's going to sound a little cheesy, but you almost gain another sense while riding a zero electric motorcycle. Other than the wind noise, you're basically, you're hearing everything around you. And it's it's honestly, it's, it's almost overwhelming the first time you ride a, a zero, being out on the road, hearing everything around you from people breaking hard, acceleration, tire noise, Every little thing you hear, it's it's pretty cool. So
0: it's quite a different experience.
4: Yeah, and then and I, th- I would say the biggest difference too, as far as even um, maintenance and everything else on our, our zero is a traditional ICE internal combustion motorcycle would have over a thousand moving components, where a zero electric motorcycle would have less than forty. So wow. that is a, a significant difference.
0: So very similar to you know, ICE vehicles and EVs, right? Because that's one of the, th- the biggest difference that people tell us is there are fewer moving parts on EVs in general. And so there is less maintenance.
3: Yeah. So the nice thing with the electric uh, motorcycles is, you know, you said less maintenance. So we don't have fuel to worry about. You don't have to worry about spark plugs. There's no oil, gearless accelerations. So there's way less things to, uh, to worry about with the electric motorcycles over your typical bike
4: on the road.
0: And for char- is it charged similar to like how you would charge your EV?
4: Yeah, so there's a couple different ways. A lot of our bikes have level two charging. Um, so that would be the bigger charging stations that we see in parkades or on the side of the highway. But all of our bikes can also charge off level one. So level one would be the traditional wall socket you have in your house, in your garage. So another really cool difference from a zero electric motorcycle to an internal combustion is you put your zero in your garage at night, you plug it in, even just to any wall socket in your garage and your bike has essentially filled itself up with energy. So when you go to work the next morning, it's topped off again and ready to go for you.
0: Are you able to share just on average how long it takes for those motorcycles to charge up? Because I I know with the vehicles and it really varies, but it can take quite a while. Is it similar for the motorcycles or is it a little bit faster because the batteries are smaller?
4: Yeah, I think when we talk about level one or level two charging, that's really where the difference comes. Mm -hmm. You know, for level two charging with a high amperage charge station, you could be as little as 45 minutes if the bike was dead. Um, 15 minutes if the bike only had used 25% of its state of charge. If you're going home and you're plugging it in just to a conventional wall plug, it could take up to eight hours if it was completely dead. But if you rode to work, you could just plug it in lots of... uh, Lots of places of employment have a spot where you could plug in your block heater on your traditional vehicle. That's what's cool about a zero because it is such a smaller battery and such a lighter vehicle. It doesn't it doesn't need the big charge like the automobiles do. We can just plug into any wall socket anywhere. So
0: right. And I'm curious, what has interest been like um, in these motorcycles?
3: So far, it's been great. We do a bunch of demo rides throughout the year and a lot of different events, and I don't think we've had really any sort of negative feedback. In fact, we're doing our demo days right now, today and tomorrow at the West End location and getting guys out on rides. So we've had fantastic feedback so far.
0: And if our listeners wanted to come to one of your demo rides, do they just look you up on the website? How would they find out about those?
4: Yeah, website, martinmotorsports.ca, all of our social media channels. We do several demo events throughout the summer and we, we do a really good job posting and getting awareness on those. Um, or more specifically, if someone is really keen on riding a zero motorcycle, what we can do is they can call anyone in the power sports sales team at either our West Edmonton or South Edmonton location to book a one-on-one demo ride. And we get to go out, we get paid to play so we can take them out on the road and go for a ride and let other people experience these electric motorcycles.
0: Not a bad gig, right?
4: (laughs) Not a bad gig, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) So we've talked a lot about the motorcycles. Are there any plans to bring in other type of EVs at the dealership or... Do those already exist?
4: Yeah, our our main power sports partner would be BRP, which we've all heard of them. Can-Am is a brand right now that makes our three-wheel Can-Am Spider and Riker, which is an on-road classified as a motorcycle with three wheels. Uh, But Can-Am is going to be releasing their own two-wheel electric motorcycle. Um, So we really wanted to make sure that we're going to be the go-to for electric motorcycles and and electric non-traditional vehicles in Western Canada. BRP also ex- plans to expand their offering through their entire lineup. So within the next five years, we're going to see an electric Sea-Doo watercraft, electric Can-Am, off-road, ATV, or a side-by-side, and Even this last winter, they released an electric snowmobile as well. So they're really expanding their electric offering through their power sports uh, categories.
0: That's incredible. And as you mentioned, you know, if our listeners, when those um, when those vehicles come out, they can find them at your dealership. So I know you kind of already mentioned this, but can you just um, share with our listeners where your dealership is located and uh, how they can find you?
4: Yeah, so, I mean, the easiest way would be martinmotorsports.ca. Um, that has the addresses of our two Edmonton locations. Our West Edmonton location uh, is just off 170th Street on 118th Ave. Uh, and the other location is just off 50th Street and White Mud. So they're, they're in really easy to find locations. You'll see the big BRP logo when you pull up. Uh, you can't miss us.
0: Thank you both so much for joining us on the podcast today. This was such a great conversation. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you wanted to share with our audience?
4: No, like I said, I think that it's important for people to get out there and really try and experience electric. But there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to EVs and electric vehicles. So I would obviously encourage anyone to come down, come talk to us. Uh, get out there. If you have your motorcycle license, bring down your gear. Let's go out. Let's experience electric because it truly is. It's a really good fit for electric, especially up here. Performance, uh, maintenance, everything else. It's a lot of fun.
0: Thank you both so much. So, Allison, what did you think of those interviews? I mean, I enjoyed every second of both of them. (laughs) Good. I (laughs) hope you would say that. Um, Yeah, I think those were great interviews. Um, Just giving a little bit of insight for those of you who are considering purchasing an electric vehicle and what that process might be like. Mm -hmm. And
1: yeah, I'm just I'm really excited about like we heard in those interviews. There's always something new happening. Yeah. And there's always new vehicles coming out. And in the last like five years has been such a big jump forward with the offerings and so it's so interesting to think what like a conversation with both of those organizations will look like even just a year or two down the line.
0: Yeah, and if you're curious about EVs, if maybe you're considering buying one, we want you to come and join our EV Life community on the AMA mobile app. You can ask all your questions, connect with people who already own EVs and find out what their experience has been like as a EV driver and owner in Alberta. And we just, yeah, we want to connect with you. So make sure you download the AMA mobile app and join the EV Life group. And we'll talk to you in the next episode.